Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. Talking everything sports from the preps. And putting on the brakes there at third is Destiny Gonzalez with a three RBI triple. To the pros. Handoff. Neal hit behind the line. Still fighting. Still spinning. He's in. Boom. Touchdown, Jayhawks. The Blitz is presented by the insurance agency, Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell, the Cowboy Corner Express, and the Farmer State Bank in Oakley. Stop what you're doing and listen. Jordan smashes one to center field. Forget about it. A laser beam out to center. The big man hits his 31st of the year. We're tied up at one. Out to center field, pretty well hit. Going back, Sawinski, back to the wall. Gone! Home run, Bryce Harper. Change the odds again. Harper's 21st is a solo shot. 7-6, Phillies on top. one nothing. Dodgers have the lead. Leading off the Rockies, Sean Bouchard. Dwyer's one to deep left field. Peralta back. It's gone. Sean Bouchard with his first home run this season. On the first pitch in the bottom of the third inning, he ties the game at one. Ronald goes. There it is. He did it. A 40-70 season. And a season unlike any other in Major League Baseball history for Ronald Acuna Jr. And good Thursday morning, everybody. We're back on the Morning Blitz, broadcasting on 1025 UROC, AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State, of course, also online, nwksradio.net, and the Rockingham app. Glad you're with us here on this September the 28th, just three days left in September of 2023. 59 degrees outside on our way to a high of 92. Going to be a warm day today uh, outside. We will get to the NFL and the College Football Power 5, as we did not have a show yesterday due to the fact of a big sales day within the company. But uh, we are back today, and we'll have the NFL and College Football Power 5 to get to coming up in our second and third segments. We'll also touch on some local sports from last night with Colby Community Volleyball, Colby Community College Volleyball getting a sweep, uh, and, many more, and much more volleyball and other area sport events going on this afternoon. We'll get to that later on in the program as well. But uh, kicking off our show today, we usually have our guests at the bottom of the hour, but we'll work in anybody the way that we can possibly get them to work into our schedule. And so we're pleased to welcome in from MileHighReport.com our good friend Nick Birch to talk about the Denver Broncos following a very tough loss down at Miami this past Sunday, 70 to 20, uh, uh, just a, a very, very tough loss there. And Nick Birch kind of to join us now on the phones. So and Nick, good morning. Uh, thanks for getting up with us. And but what were your initial reactions after that clock hit double zeros in the fourth quarter for Denver? Well, it, it was uh, the end of a uh, sinking ship at the, <laughs> For, for, to, to put it lightly, it was a ugly, ugly performance by the Denver Broncos defense. Um, the team essentially took that field knowing the outcome, uh, playing like it, and I think that's, that is something that the Denver Broncos are going to have to figure out because I do believe that they are infected right now with a losing mentality. Um, I don't think many people predicted the Broncos to win the game, 
but I think that very few predicted a Tecmo Super Bowl-like performance from the Miami Dolphins. And I think it took, it, I think the, it, it was set in, the, the tone was set early on on the third play of the game when Tyreek Hill inexplicably was wide open in the middle of the field for a touchdown. And I think that that in turn was the Denver Broncos essentially saying that we don't think we're going to win this game um, and we're going to play like it. We've had a few days to digest it, and yes, it was a terrible loss and in no way in competitive game, but I mean, who do you start pointing the finger to when it comes to these type of performances? Is it the players? Is it, uh, is it ownership? Is it general manager? Is it the coach and Sean Payton? Where do you point the fingers? Well, I definitely think that uh, – I, I don't think the Broncos' defense is as bad as that performance dictates. Uh, I, I, I do believe that they are – they, but they, I also believe that they are not as good as the team that we saw last year. The, the offense was inept. The defense seemed to keep them in games last year. Um, but I think when Nathaniel Hackett was fired and uh, the interim took over, I do believe that you started seeing the wheels come off the defense a little bit, and especially without Bradley Chubb, who is by no means a superstar Um but he did give them uh, a difference maker as a pass rusher. Um, I think the blame initially starts with the players. Um, Like I said, I think that very few members of the Denver Broncos have experienced a winning, um, a taste of winning at the professional level. And I think what happens, in my opinion, is that when you repeat something enough, it becomes habitual, it becomes a habit, it becomes definitive. And I think the Broncos continue to lose. And I think that that is their, I think that that is their mentality when they take the field, especially against better teams. And I think that, and I think the first thing that, that when it first kind of popped out to me was the game versus uh, the Reds, or the, excuse me, the Commanders. And they were up 21 to three. And as soon as the, commanders punched back a little bit the broncos were immediately on their heels um and it was almost as if they they were saying to themselves we've seen this movie before let's get it over with um but i think that in addition to the players though i do think that hiring vance joseph was a phenomenal mistake um i don't think he's been a very good coach at any level uh professionally he was not a good head coach for the broncos he has very rarely had good defenses when he's the coordinator and I do think that Sean Payton should be held accountable for that. I, I, I'm not, I don't know if, what happened with Rex Ryan, if he would have been a better hire. Um, I certainly think he would have been better than Vance Joseph. Um, but perhaps there was a kind of a dynamic between the two where Payton may have been worried about a little bit of a co-head coach type of thing, um, or maybe Ryan was demanding too much money. Um, I do think, though, that Sean Payton should be held accountable uh, for the choices that he made putting that staff together, which does include Vance Joseph. Um, but I, I also don't think that Sean Payton is um, is completely – I think a lot of people are ready to jump off the Sean Payton boat um, a little too soon because I do think that he has the offense looking better, looking improved, looking more efficient. Um, Russell Wilson um, is playing much better than he was last year. 
And I think based on, if you look, I mean, it's, I know fantasy is not real life, but I think he's in most fantasy leagues, a top 10 quarterback right now. Um, Green at the Broncos have been playing from behind, but I don't think it's, it's, I don't think we're there yet to jump off the Sean Payton bandwagon, but I do think that he's going to have to make some very critical decisions surrounding um, who he puts on that staff and who he puts on the field. Nick Birch is our guest from MileHighReport.com, talking Denver Broncos after they're off to an 0-3 start. You talked about the offense a little bit. I mean, how much have they improved during the Sean Payton, in your opinion? Well, I think that they have improved. I, I think they've improved uh, pretty significantly. Now, I will, as far as the pass game goes, uh, you can definitely hear more creativity in the and, and what's being done. I do think that Russell Wilson is getting more time to throw the ball. I thought the offensive line last season was horrific. Um, I think they're moderately improved this year, and I also think that Wilson is making better decisions and getting rid of the ball quicker. However, I will say there is a lot to be desired with the run game. I, I, I think that Sean Payton has a reputation as someone who likes to utilize the run game uh, in its past with you know Alvin Kamara um, and Mark Ingram in the past. I think he's always had good run running teams with the Saints. And you just haven't seen that yet with the Broncos. Um, and I don't know if that's because Javante Williams is not fully healthy yet, um, but he just doesn't seem to have that same power drive that he did in 2021. Um, he's yet to really utilize Jaleel McLaughlin, the speedy rookie, um, outside of the touchdown scored in, against Washington. Um, I think, I think he's, he's going to have to find ways to get him in space. Um, and Samaj uh, Perrine, just I, I don't I don't think that he's doing what he's expected to do. Um, I I don't think he's been much of anything for the Broncos yet. Um, so I I do think that the run game leaves something to be desired. I think the pass game is improved with Russell Wilson. Um, yet <clears throat> I think some of the receivers need to start stepping up as well. I think that Marvin Mims Jr. has been a pleasant surprise as a rookie, getting open, getting deep getting behind the secondary. Um, Cortland Sutton, um, he's getting looks in the red zone. I think he's, I think he's been fairly good, but he's got a, that was, those two fumbles. Granted, I don't think they would have made much of a difference in the outcome, but the stuff like that, that's just, that's just mental. I think that, I think that he's going to have to do better there. And then Jerry Judy, uh, the presumed rod, rod receiver one, I do think they're going to have to figure out how to get him involved more. And I'm not sure if that's a <coughs> excuse me. I'm not sure if that's a Jerry Judy thing or a scheme thing, but uh, I think that the the, the offense right now <coughs> is going to have to figure out a way to put more points up. I think they're much improved as far as creativity, but I think you know it's when it comes down to it, they're still 0 and 3. They're not getting the points they need to win ball games. Um, and as far as you know, comparing this year to last year, last year was one of the worst offenses I can remember watching. Um, so they are, I think they're, I still think they're much improved from last year. But that's not, that's not necessarily saying that this offense is incredible. It's just that they're much improved, but they still have to figure out how to finish drives. I think that Russell Wilson is much improved, but again, you've got to figure out how to get the run game involved. You've got to figure out how to spread it, spread it across the field a little more and not rely on 
Hail Marys to Marvin Mims. Um, so I think right there, if they can figure that out, if they can figure out how to finish drives and get, you know, they left eight points on the board in Miami. Again, wouldn't have made a difference. But, you know, those two off, the offensive pass interference and I think uh, a legal shift or something that, that, that took away two touchdowns, I think playing a little more discipline there, um, spreading across the spreading the ball across the field a little more, and somehow finding a way to get the run game going. Um, and the zero and three is is, is gonna that, that they're gonna get on the win column sooner than later. We're visiting once again with Nick Birch of MyHighReport.com covering the Denver Broncos. You kind of went into the my next question here, but this week they've got the Bears, and the Bears have been. The way, maybe one of the worst teams in the NFL so far through three games. How much can we learn in this game up here on Sunday? Well, I think that we can learn a lot. I, I, again, I, I firmly believe that after three weeks that neither of these teams is going to put together a turnaround to make the playoffs. Um, however, I do think it's going to show um, whether the Denver Broncos are in fact suffering from a severe losing mentality or whether that Sean Payton can and staff can will them to put up points to. And one of the things, I think one of the keys to this game, I think the Denver Broncos are better than the bears. I do. I do not think the Chicago bears are a very good team. I think they are severely lacking at a lot of areas. I think that Justin Fields is still not the player that most want him to be. <laughs> but excuse me. Um, but one thing I think that the Broncos can do to really to kickstart the season, um, really, because they still haven't, is to put up a lot of points in this game. I think the key to this game is going to be not just to win it, but to instill confidence in the team that they can be productive. So for for me, I want to see. I think that the the Broncos need to be aggressive offensively. I think they need to put up points quickly and throughout the game, no letting up. And I think the <clears throat> the defense just is going to have to figure out a way to bounce back and just completely leave the Miami Dolphins in the rearview mirror. I mean, the, the team has been, I mean, kicked kicked when they're down all this week <clears throat> because of the performance. I think they're going to have to live with that and only they can only they can change that outcome only they can change that narrative and it's not going to change overnight it's not going to change with the chicago bears who are who are looking like they may be a top two or three pick in the draft but if you want to stop the bleeding you want to stop the laughing i mean this is the game to do it um i think if you go in there with a you know ticked off mentality that we're not this team, then I do think that, you know, it can it can change the narrative uh, a little bit. Um, again, not necessarily a playoff team, but I think that if you can go down and kick the, you know what, out of the Bears and get that football is fun mentality back, that we can win, we're professionals, we have what it takes. And I think that you can see at least, you know, something to build on to say, Hey, we're not that bad. You know, Russell Wilson, you know, it can still be that quarterback. And again, it's, <clears throat> I think that you just have to go in there and take care of business, put up a lot of points. And I think that you can see a potential 
maybe not a playoff where they turn around again. I do not think this team's a playoff team, especially in a division with the Kansas City Chiefs. But I do think that they can engineer something that will at least have fans thinking more positively about the about the guys in the uniform. He once again is Nick Birch. Uh, he covers the Denver Broncos for MileHighReport.com. Read his stuff there. Nick, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Hopefully uh, better times ahead for Denver. Yes, sir. Thank you, Ross. Once again, good stuff there from Nick Birch here on this Thursday morning. I, here's the thing about the Broncos is that they have Chicago here this week, but the schedule does not get a whole lot lighter for almost a month. You're going to have the New York Jets coming up on the 8th of October after you take on the Bears, and I know the Jets are completely handicapped to the quarterback spot, which changes them entirely, but that's still a good defense. Um, so that's, you know, I think we're still trying to figure out if the Jets can be anything with a great roster but a horrific quarterback play at this point in time. We'll see. But then you've got Kansas City followed by Green Bay and then Kansas City again before a bye week. And then you've got Buffalo. And those are, you know, Buffalo's good. We know Kansas City's really good. And I think the Green Bay Packers, despite being one of the youngest teams in the NFL, still have got some good things going for them this year. So nothing is easy, I think, for Denver. But like Nick said, it'd be smart for them to put some things together here this week against Chicago, try especially uh, offensively, and then defensively get it together against the Jets. So then you can have some type of confidence going into the Kansas City game, but you're going to need both offense and defense. So we'll see. It, it's very early in the season. And I don't want to sit here and say, and I, I don't know if we should put a whole ton of stock into that Miami loss. Miami might be a Super Bowl contending team this year, and the Denver Broncos were not going to be that. Miami might be that. Um, I also don't think that Miami's probably going to put up 70 points again. I, I don't think. Um, uh, and that's not because of maybe Denver looking bad, but maybe because, you know, Miami kind of, I felt like Miami kind of pulled a lot of things out of the bag of tricks. And I'm not saying there were massive trick plays, but they did some different things we hadn't seen from Miami and Denver was not prepared for it. Now the stuff's on film and I, teams will probably try to be ready for that. And you throw in the fact it was down in Miami. We were in the sun, in the humidity. That stadium is designed to give the Dolphins shade while you sit out in the sun and roast and fry. And uh, it's a very big home field advantage, especially this time of year. And so that doesn't help. That's probably worth a couple touchdowns more than likely. So once again, you're 0-3. You had a win. You lost it. You probably could have beaten. You could be easily be 2-1 right now. But you're not. This is a chance to get right uh, here over the next week, and maybe two because of the New York Jets and how bad they are offensively, but it will not be easy for the Broncos off against that Jets defense, that's for sure. But good stuff there from Nick Birch uh, from MileHighReport.com. The hour around 728 Mountain, 828 Central Time. We'll take a timeout when we come back. We will get to our uh, NFL Power 5. Since we're talking NFL, we'll go right to the NFL Power 5, the top five NFL games. we got my eye on here coming up in week Number four, we'll get to that next here on the Morning Blitz.